Welcome back to another episode of like Supporting Local with Karis Podcast. I'm Karis Saunders and today I spoke to James from Giant's Basalt Rock Gin. Now they are a premium gin all made here in Northern Ireland up in the North Coast and we spoke about the process of creating your own gin, getting into international markets and getting ready for Christmas in February. Now do please go over, have a little nosy at their socials and website. Everything is linked in the description of this episode. They're the absolutely delicious gin and I think you should definitely treat yourself to a wee bottle for Christmas because I know I'm going to. And let's go chat to James. Me and my partner Martha are both chemical engineers and we did a lot of sort of process related work in our degrees and did a lot of work on distillation and understanding the general principles behind it. And it was something that always quite interested us. And we met over in Edinburgh together um, and we quite like different gins. And obviously there's quite a gin craze at the minute going on. And that was quite apparent over in the mainland. And it was always something we thought we always wanted to do in our own business. And then we kind of looked up on the North Coast and there wasn't really, apart from Bushmills, which is obviously massive. And there isn't any real other spirits that happen up around the North Coast of Northern Ireland. And that's such a tourist attraction in the world. So we thought it'd be really cool to do like a bottle shaped like the Giants Causeway stones because it's quite recognisable it's really good for brand recall and we just thought that'd be a really cool thing to do and so we just decided when lockdown came out we just started putting the plans in place and then I kind of just spiralled a little bit out of control and got really into the branding made the liquid ended up getting quite fortunate with finding a site that was in the, the landlord really accommodating for us and got loads of things going and then we ended up getting launched in July this year so it's been a really pretty whirlwind last sort of two years but it's been really exciting. From whenever you decided, you know, you kind of went to the North Coast and you're like, this is beautiful. There's only Bush Mills. How do you kind of make a gin brand? Do you know, because obviously it's not like, do you see sometimes in like TV shows, whatever people are like making different drinks, like in a bathtub, like obviously it's not like that. So, because you can't physically do it yourself in your kitchen. What's the whole process like? There's like loads of licenses, laws, regulations all behind, because obviously you're making a product for consumable. So you have to abide by food regulations. And then we have our own 600 foot borehole up the story. And that yeah. filters all the water we use through the same rock the Giants Causeway is made from. So we had to get all the water test on, water approval, make sure it was fit for drinking for the general public. And then you had the council, the regulations, and then all the licensing laws to actually open a distillery. Um, You have to become a registered warehouse keeper. You have to get actual licenses from HMRC to distill in certain premises. And you have to hand in all your outlines of your planning and all those kind of stuff. So there's so many laws and regulations. I think we've got like seven or eight licenses for the one venue we have. Um, But it's one of those things we're a little bit, not naive going into everything, but um, we just took everything as it came and we didn't really overthink the process. Um, So we just did everything as we were as we were going along and learned as we went so um, I think that kind of took the scare factor out of it I think looking back we realised how much work we did in the last couple of years but we just kind of took it as it came really yeah so it wasn't too overwhelming and I know especially when you go to start a business sometimes you can look at oh I have to say like I have to get seven licenses and you're like how am I supposed to do that yeah exactly so you kind of just get one and then you get put on to get another and then put on to get another and then finally that process ends so thankfully it ended at one point but it's one of those things then because we obviously did the chemical engineering degree we knew exactly how to set up a distillery process and it's one of the more simpler processes in process engineering the actual distilling process like we worked with a couple of people that had done things before and double checking all the research we had done getting the correct pumps and the correct equipment and making sure everything was above board but that was probably the easiest part the harder part was probably actually making the brand making it feel the way we wanted it to feel the way we wanted it to look the way we wanted it to taste and putting all the effort into like it took us about 
I'd say about two years from starting the work to getting the brand launched. So two years of getting the recipe right, getting the brand right and developing what way we want it to look, feel, speak and everything like that. So that's probably where the, the hard work came into it. And that's something that we didn't know about. So again, we're just learning as we went on that stuff. Well, I definitely say two years well spent. Like the bottles are beautiful. The gin itself is beautiful. Because I'm normally, as kind of most girls are, like a big gin fan. But I'd always be with lemonade. And normally I can't, I can't stand tonic. But we were at an event and I was trying your gin and with tonic. And I was like, this is delicious. So <laughs> yours is the thank only you, gin you. I can drink with tonic. And I feel like a grown up. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. It's one of those things. I think there's so many gins out there that are really good. Um, and we just wanted to make something that had so much flavour in it. And it really encapsulated the taste of the Causeway Coast, uh, getting inspired by sort of the local botanicals that are there and available, sea buckthorn berries and seaweed. And um, so incorporating that into like a really complex, bold flavor profile was like something that some people aren't going to like it because they don't like seaweed, they don't like sea buckthorn berries, and that's absolutely fine. But at the general, just that a lot of gin drinkers, we've had really good feedback from it and they really like the bold, powerful flavors that come through. And I think that's what we get with that 50% alcohol in it as well. So um, it's something that some people get quite scared about, but it's something that we try and teach people that because we did our research projects at university on analyzing flavor compounds and gin how they interact differently at different uh, percentages so having that higher strength isn't scary for us because we're trying to educate people that it's actually just getting more flavor into the final product which makes a better tasting product and then when you're finally getting people to try it they actually understand what, what you mean by that yeah absolutely so you just kind of touched on it there talk to me about the different like botanicals and things that are in the gin do you know kind of the recipe process in a way and obviously you're using like local stuff as well which is absolutely incredible yeah so we have 13 botanicals in our gin three being ones that are in every sort of gin recipe are juniper berries coriander seeds and angelic root and that's kind of kind of known as the, the holy trinity of the botanicals okay. So there's always your sort of base starting point. Me and Martha both kind of like kind of three-dimensional products, the so ones that linger on the back of the end. You get all the spice, the root coming through, but we also wanted to make, obviously, fresh citrus floral on the front. And then you add in the local elements. So we also have cardamom, ginger, cassia, teal peppers, sweet orange peel, lemon peel, buckwheat, which actually thickens the spirit, so it makes it quite viscous and smooth in your mouth. Okay. Maybe an alcohol, maybe I'm missing there, but off the top of my head. <laughs> um, so we got 13 botanicals in total, and the local ones we're inspired by was the sea buckthorn and combi royale seaweed. So that means we're really encapsulating the taste of what the causeway is all about. Amazing. I love that it's not just, you know, like, oh, we're going to get the bottles inspired by the causeway, and it's obviously made there, but you've properly like brought the causeway almost in the gin. Exactly. And then the water source that we have at the distillery yeah. is filtered by the same rock that the causeway is made from, so even the water is local. So whenever you think about it as well, 60 to 50 percent of any alcoholic product water. So the better quality water you have in the product, and that really brings it through in the final end as well. We just wanted to make sure that everything we had was like from the local area and it was actually really representing what we're trying to do. Amazing. Well, you've definitely done it so, so well. I think it's class. What would an average day look like for you and Martha? Uh, I don't think any two days are the same, to be honest. <laughs> very, very different, especially on during the setup phase. Like one day that we're saying before, like we're doing licensing. The next day we're doing branding. The next day we're marketing. The next day it's sales, setting up distribution networks and going out meeting bars, bartenders, bar owners, restaurant owners, talking about things we can do at their venues, setting up events, doing tasted nights. There's an absolute wide array of things and that's what keeps us so interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's not just the same thing over and over again. Obviously, the process, still, you, you bottle it and all that kind of stuff, and that's all the stuff that's going to be the same every time you do it. Yeah. But all the other stuff makes it all very exciting around it. So are you in many like bars and restaurants and things yet, or is it still kind of like a work in progress? I think it's always going to be a work in progress, yeah. um, just because <laughs> obviously we only just got launched in July there. Yeah. So I think to date we're in about 70 venues in Northern wow. Ireland so far. Um, so it's been really, really well accepted by everyone in Northern Ireland, I think, because it obviously represents quite a large part of what Ireland as a whole is. Everyone knows the Giants Causeway from around the world. A lot of people like having it on the bar shelf. They always try and promote it. And it was really great for us and everyone supporting our business. So that's a work in progress. We've just launched in the south of Ireland there. So we're working our way down through um, a lot of venues, hopefully in Dublin next week. And then we just launched in Sweden and in France. So we're getting a lot of different places around the globe interested in um, getting in a good few venues in, in those countries as well. Oh, that's fantastic. And it's so exciting that you are kind of properly breaking into Europe and literally starting to take over the world already. It's one of the things, loads of things happened really quickly this year with getting into different international markets and starting off with uh, relationships with guys over there and they're supporting it and growing it and we're coming up with strategies and getting it in key venues and then making it filter down from those venues in those certain countries. So it's been really exciting to get into that already because we're still obviously growing through Northern Ireland um, and we always kind of thought that we'd be growing through Northern Ireland then look to get into further afield but then it's yeah. kind of all just bubbling away at once now which is really exciting because it's not just the one market we're focusing on we're going to do other exciting things and arranging to go out to Sweden and out to France and we're down in South next week and over to the UK mainland as well we're in Glasgow this weekend for an event three days for a Gin Tonic Festival so there's all these different things that are, are really exciting so hopefully in another two, three, four, five years we'll be able to get over to the States and Asia and Australia and South Africa and all these big countries in the world and you realise like how many places there are in the world that obviously stock alcohol so there's a massive market to get out there and get into so we're just hopefully gonna spit by bit get into those different places which is exciting. It's so exciting it'd absolutely be incredible to know if you kind of conquered the states and like Australia and all especially well America loves everything kind of Irish and especially when you think of Northern Ireland that you think of the Jan Scottsway. Yeah, and it's one of those things like people from America will even just see in the bottle. I think that's one of the reasons we did the bottle shape yeah. is that even if they've never been, they've probably heard of it. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like even if they see the bottle, they'll probably have a slight inkling that it's Irish. Mm-hmm. And then they'll actually pick up the bottle, read the back of it and look at it. And hopefully at that point, there'll be a taste in there for them. And then it's building up that brand with those guys and hopefully getting it across the States. So I think that'll be a few years from now, but um, we're definitely gearing up for that in the future. So exciting. Well, whenever you started, did you expect to kind of kick off almost internationally so soon? Or was it kind of like a hope for the future? Do you like, oh, maybe we can travel with this one day? We knew that we'd be, not that we would be able to, but we knew that at one point, like a lot of businesses export. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a big focus for businesses in Northern Ireland to export. And because obviously a lot of markets out there are, are like are absolutely massive. Um, so getting your product into those really will help the business grow quicker. And then obviously you can employ people here and grow a good network around here. But I think we got delayed from launching last December. There was like a global glass shortage going on. Oh, um, yes, okay. We, we couldn't get our bottles made in time for launching. So we decided to do pre-sales. 
And then we sent out our brand book to different places around the globe just to see like difficult it is to get in touch with these distributors because we know they're very hard to get a hold of because all these people are incredibly busy. And we just got quite fortunate that a few people replied to the emails we sent about our brand and they're really, really interested with it. So thankfully, it's been quite a smooth process getting into all these countries so far. And we're just in talks at the minute with Denmark, Italy and India as well. So um, there's more markets popping up, which is class. We're just sort of seeing how they go, but um, trying to manage the markets run at the minute is, is is a big enough challenge as well. Well, definitely be able to, you know, get your flights booked and kind of be like, oh, well, what is there to do in Sweden? Like, what is there to do in Italy? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I think we're we're gearing up for a little trip to Mumbai, I think, next year to meet the guys and see the stuff out there because India is such a massive market for spirits. I think it's like the second or third biggest in the world, which is something that doing a bit of research when you find out and it's not one of the places we thought that would be up there. Yeah. So it's really exciting, the fact that you can get out there and gin starting to take off out there. And what we always didn't realise as well is that like the UK has had such a big gin boom, but it's now only starting to happen in some other countries in the world. So it's exciting to get involved in that. Um, in, in the different places yeah because you can almost be ahead of it you know so whenever their gin is booming you can be like well here's mine <laughs> drink this yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah so you mentioned their kind of plans and big hopes for the next few years do you have anything else that is in kind of say your five-year plans you know do you want to come out with like different flavors or maybe another type of gin or another product or anything or is it really just focus on international markets I think we're going to do a little bit of everything. I think we've got little uh, miniature hexagonals coming out because obviously minis are quite a big thing and there's a lot of markets for minis and people that don't want to buy full bottles will want to buy smaller bottles. So we have miniatures being made at the minute. So we're just waiting for all the sign-off of the moulds and things like that. And then we are definitely going to be looking into two other flavours in the, the Giants range. Amazing. Um, so that'll be a nice trio of flavours you can get in the bottle. And then it'll link in well with having three different flavours for miniature packs. And then from there, I think, potentially dipping into a couple of other different spirits. So there's obviously, you've got vodkas, rums, potchings, whiskies and liqueurs and things to explore. So we've been dabbling a little bit in recipe development with a few things. So we're definitely going to be going into a couple of different spirits, but we're not going to say too much about those yet. Yes, no, absolutely. Well, is there anything coming soon that you can give us a little teaser for or is it all very hush-hush? In terms of other flavours, nothing's set in stone yet, so I don't want to say something then we end up changing. I'd imagine maybe late next year we'll bring out something um, or maybe in the summer. We're not, we're not quite sure on the exact date of something yet, but we've got loads of amazing Christmas markets coming up. We have gin and tonic events all coming up, two of them in the mainland. A lot of avid gin fanatics are coming to those to taste the product and, and uh, get their bottles for Christmas. And then we're just doing loads of tastings and local off licenses in Northern Ireland and planning some events nights at the minute. So there's a few things underway that aren't just fully finalised, but um, loads of tastings and we tend to get loads of people uh, drinking and they're up to Christmas. Perfect. Well, I'm sure you'll definitely succeed. Like I'm excited to see you because I think... I am hopefully going to Tedbury and the Conan Co. So every market I'll nice. be like, oh, hello, little gin for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure to keep a few aside for you. <laughs> Have you thought about doing any like collaborations or anything with other like local businesses from Northern Ireland or like local artists or anything? Do you need to like do say like a limited edition design of the bottle? Potentially we're we're speaking at the minute with um, one of our good friends, Catherine Reed Jewelry. Maybe doing yes. a little limited edition bottle with her for something. So so we're keeping that quite under wraps with uh, what way we're going with that and getting things, just getting a few things lined up before we do that. And her jewellery is absolutely amazing. Yeah. So we've just been doing a few conversations with her on something there. 
other collaborations. We do different tastes and things like Causeway Footy Tours with Wendy Gallagher does some really, some really amazing experiences. So I believe she's going to be bringing a, a gin monsoon, um, which we're involved with. So that'll be a really amazing one to do. And I highly recommend that people check out her stuff. And there's loads of other collaborations that we've done with people, but not that I'm forgetting names, but we did loads of things on the run-up to launching in Mazadan Sea Salt. We did some amazing events in the Mazadan Temple doing the welcome drink. So that's a really good event and a really nice sort of fine dining experience that you actually eat in the Mazadan Temple. And then we've done a couple of private things um, with Paul McIntyre, who's an incredible chef, and she's done some things with our gin and we've done cocktails at her events. So loads of little different collaborations like that, which have been brilliant. And uh, being part of the sort of TS Causeway organisation something that's really really helped that and they really promote helping each other and getting collaborating and helping each other's businesses out so really good to collaborate with people and help each other in the market because it's it's not easy getting into places and it's not easy getting your brand out there yeah it's one of those things we've only been launched for three months but because we've been doing it for two years you kind of feel like loads and loads of people should hear more about your brand and I was doing a sample and down in Fairleys and Corey and a couple of Saturdays ago. People that live in Corey and had never even heard about it, which you realise how many people there is to try and get in front of to get people aware of it, to make it a household name. So it's definitely a long process, but collaborations and doing things like that really all help along the way. Perfect. Yes, I had Catherine on the podcast and she is so, so sweet. And I know she just launched a new ring with like a little dog nose. And I was like, oh my word. Yes, it looks, it looks brilliant. So I think my girlfriend's got her, her eye on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect for Christmas if you can get one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think they're hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, she sells like so quickly. It's incredible. I know whenever you were launching, you did these beautiful little sets with the glasses and everything like that. Would you think about bringing them back to for Christmas or is that very exclusive like launch gift because they were stunning? Thank you. you know, we did a, we did a couple of lunch gift sets this year. We're just doing the the bottle for gifting and the nice bespoke packaging we've got, which yeah. makes it perfect for like a, a gin lover for for a good gift. And we're doing like personalised gift notes and things like that now. We're developing a more fitted box that we can actually get everything into for next year. So we're working with our brand team at the minute, getting a glassware set fit into an actual gift box, and then hopefully that'll be launched into a lot of retail markets and things like that for next year. Yeah. So it's definitely a lot of lead times and things from launching in July and getting everything up and running um, you also didn't realise a lot of these big companies do all their Christmas buying in like February, March so oh, wow. we're gearing up for next year getting into yeah. the big retailers because I think coming to them September, October they were kind of just like we've got to come do this more in the March, April kind of thing for Christmas and that's how far ahead people plan so yeah. trying to get all the plans in place for next Christmas already which is a weird thing to think about because this one hasn't even happened yeah. yet it is mad whenever you see a wee bit in the small business world and yeah, they all start getting ready for Christmas so early and you're like, it's still summer or it's still whatever. And then, and especially now with all the post office and all the strikes and then with the whole kind of Brexit and COVID and people couldn't get their stuff in and you were just looking at all these businesses like, what is going on? Do you know, it's no wonder they have to start so early. But I mean, February yeah, is a wee bit much. There's just so much to organise, I think, and especially when you've got big, massive retail outlets, they've got hundreds of products in different ranges, so they kind of have to be organised, otherwise it doesn't work. So and that's something we're just learning as we go as well, that you go to certain buyers at certain parts of the year, and it's just something that is part of the learning curve of everything to get things right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it's so, so exciting, and I can't wait to see what you come out with next Christmas. Thank you, yeah. So just to finish up then, James, would you have a favourite local business or businesses? It's a hard one, I know. Going to be prioritising people in case they're listening to it. 
Just um, whoever pops <laughs> in your head. That's, I think, the um, most fair way to do it. I feel like in different sectors, we work obviously with all the bars, restaurants, things like that. So all bars and restaurants on the North Coast have been absolutely amazing. Can name drop a free in there. You've got obviously this new Shanty restaurant, which opened the same time as us in July. Those guys, those guys have been great. They've got an amazing team to work with. I mean, we might have a quite a cool collaboration coming up with them quite soon. So keep your eyes out for that early next year. And then you've obviously got like the likes of the Remore and Fairleys and Korean. And to be honest, every sort of bar and restaurant up the North Coast has been absolutely brilliant for us. And obviously, like I was mentioned earlier, Catherine as well. She's got amazing jewellery and finding out all these little different things. Mustard and sea salt, great salt, brighter gold, rapeseed oil, Causeway coffee. There's so many amazing artisan products and brands to get involved with and you actually realize the quality of stuff up around here on your doorstep rather than go to sort of the big uh, supermarkets for the standard things and everyone has some really amazing food products up around here food and drinks just really booming in northern ireland so i would highly recommend to be honest like everybody involved in ts causeway is just brilliant so they're all definitely worth looking at Amazing. Yes, I think, especially it seems to be up at the North Coast, there's obviously so many local businesses across Northern Ireland. Like, everybody is incredible, but there seems to be around the North Coast, like, its own proper community, which is really nice, you know, and there's so many different types. And, like, I live quite far away from the North Coast, so if we go up, you know, it's like, you know, you're going, like, you stay in a hotel or whatever, so you can't just pop up, which I wish we could. But I'm always like, there's so many businesses here, and where are they hiding? Do you know, so it's so nice. <laughs> obviously, you know it and like a lot more than I do you know so that you get that insight almost I think it comes down to like especially in the food and drink scene was yeah. PS Causeway got set up and that really helped boost the whole community vibe of things and then people do come out from behind the woodworks and you wouldn't have maybe heard of too many of them if it wasn't for a collaborative growth network um, to get together and then you've obviously got tourism and I obviously up around the north coast you've got the, the big landmarks of the Giants Causeway and Dark Hedges and Caracarid Bridge and things like that so you have all that with Tourism NI, you have TS Causeway, Food NI, and that's all like pulled together to create a big community. So it is just a brilliant area to work in and the people up here are amazing and the products are amazing. So it's a, it's a hard one to beat. Well, James, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so, so lovely to chat to you. And as you know, I'm a big fan of the gin. So I cannot wait to see you at the markets coming soon to have another little sample. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate you having us on. Isn't Josh so lovely? I loved chatting to him and hopefully next time I will see Martha as well. Their gin is so delicious, so definitely go have a little nosy on their socials. Maybe treat yourself to a bottle for Christmas. If you enjoyed this episode, do please go over and leave us a little rating or review. It really helps out this podcast and it means the world to me and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode.